welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so you can realize your full potential. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can move confidently toward your goals. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Have you ever felt compelled to move? And when I say move, I mean to do something. Maybe it's transitioning out of a role or changing jobs or it is moving states. But have you been compelled at some point in your life to move? I want to share today a little bit about our moving experience. We actually did move states. Uh, We went from Minnesota to Colorado in just about three months' time. So it was a really, really quick decision and a quick move. We had no idea this was coming. We've been wanting to move since we were married, but which so it's been, I think about, I think it's been 15 years already. Holy moly. But the actual decision was about six to eight weeks from when we thought about it to when we put the house on the market. So it was a very fast decision. Now, how it all came about is that my husband actually texted me and said, hey, what do you think about moving to Denver? And I was like, "Um, sign me up because I've always wanted to be in Colorado and I'm super sick of the Minnesota weather, uh, especially in the winter for running. But um, the job, actually, he was looking at a job out in the Denver area but it actually fell through. So we were waiting for a few weeks to hear about it. And then it just kind of stopped. And I was devastated because it kind of looked like we may not make that transition after all. But then I was on the phone with a really good friend who just went through the moving process about a year ago. And she reminded me that just because it's right doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There may still be a struggle, but it doesn't mean we're not supposed to move. And it was really encouraging to hear that because I knew that. But sometimes when you're in the midst of that struggle or you're feeling all that disappointment, it just doesn't naturally come to you. And actually that same day that I found out or we found out about Josh's job or realized it just wasn't going to happen, I found out that the Boston Marathon was postponed in April. And so there was quite a bit of devastation or loss or feeling of loss in there. And then, you know, COVID-19 was happening in the midst of it all and everything was shut down. This was, this caused more struggle and almost more anxiety, anxiety. And do we stay or do we go? Do we wait until it all clears up or do we just continue on in the process? Now, right decisions usually are backed with some type of struggle. But this doesn't mean that we're not supposed to walk them out. Just like my friend said, just because it's right doesn't mean it's easy. We kind of figured, I mean, the doors were still open. And we figured God still had held them open for us. They weren't closed. So we just continued to walk in faith and pursue the possibility. 
we figured he shut the door if it was supposed to shut. And that's what we prayed for. You know, we've just prayed, leave the doors open if they're supposed to be and shut them if they're supposed to be shut and let us know for sure what that entails. And we had peace in the decision. God was working through us the entire process. Uh, we can't really make up the things that happened along the way. I think it's, it's such a funny story. There's so many funny stories in that just short amount of time from making the decision or both of us being on the same page because my husband has always wanted to move to Arizona and I have been so against Arizona, not because of anything major, more because of the snakes. Isn't that funny? Snakes and big bugs. I was like, yeah, no, not my thing. But I also don't really like hot weather all the time. I really like seasons and I really do like winter. I just don't like Antarctica winter, which is what we had a couple years ago. So... Um, you know, just the fact that we were both on the same page, we were like, okay, well, we'll just continue to think about this. And we had bought some paint to touch up our house anyway. So we started doing that and started doing some projects along the house. And we realized we were going to need to recarpet or refloor. And if we were going to sell, we should probably put hardwood in because that's what everyone else loves. I love carpet. I love warmth. That's just my thing. I don't like anything cold underneath my feet. I'm just a weird person. But um, so on Facebook Marketplace, I just so happened upon seeing wood floor for super cheap. They had just bought an over overage, like too much. And it didn't want to go through the hassle of returning it. So they were trying to sell it instead. I was like, okay. It was like, we measured the house or the upstairs where we were going to put it, and we realized it was about the perfect amount. So we said, okay, well, let's go for it. That was a huge project in itself because we did it ourselves with a friend, and uh, that was interesting. But, you know, that and finding a gymnastics center, we couldn't just move anywhere because our older two boys are competitive gymnasts, so they would need a gym to train at. Our oldest as an elite and he, he would need that support and other elite kids or whatever it was. We just wanted to make sure we were in a good gymnastics community because we had been with our gymnastics center forever. I mean, Ethan, my oldest, started training there at 18 months. Well, not training. He was in a mommy and me class. But that was something we could do to get his energy out. And it just stuck. And he just loved it. So we just kept going. But it even goes further than that because... I trained there for a couple of years when I was really young and my brother trained through high school. So we've been with this gym forever and we love the community and we love the gym. And so leaving that we knew would be really, really tough. Another thing is that in Colorado, housing is really expensive right now. And it's actually hard to find because things will just go on the market and sell within a few days. So we weren't sure how we were going to do that, especially with COVID-19 and everything shut down. We couldn't figure out what area we wanted to be in. We knew the cities we needed to be within, but we couldn't figure out a house. I mean, it was too hard to figure that out right now. And so I funny story is actually my mom reminded me that her cousin lives out in Arvada, which is essentially the city we were looking at. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I reached out to her and just asked her about the area and, you know, got into a good chat with her. And then we talked about how expensive the market is right now in Colorado 
and how it's hard to figure out what we want to do just because of everything going on. And they opened up their rental for us. It's a really cool little row home that her husband has used as an office for years. And they wanted to just bless us as we tried to figure out what we were going to do. And that was huge. I mean, I could not, I can't make that up. I couldn't say, nope, this isn't meant to be. I mean, just everything started lining up. Now, it wasn't easy. We had our own struggles in the whole thing. But just the fact that we don't have the pressures of having to just find something to find something, we can really take that time to find the right thing. Um, And then even we thought Josh was going to have to transition out of his job sooner than he needs to because now with everything going on, uh, they are working from home and it sounds like they're working from home for a really long time. So that was exciting in itself, knowing that we didn't have the pressures of job either. And, you know, even just our house, we got to sell our house at the top of the market. We bought it at the bottom. We sold it at the top, which was great because we needed a down payment for our new house when we get it. But it also sold in four days. It got on the market and it sold in four days. We had no idea what it was going to be like because of everything going on. It was so chaotic. I mean, we didn't know if it was going to tank, the housing market was going to tank, or people wouldn't buy, they'd be scared or whatnot, but the market just kept thriving. So it was the perfect time to sell. And the last kind of thing that opened my eyes to the fact that the doors were still opening is that God kept placing people in our lives that either live in Colorado right now or are actually moving here as well. And they we connected. We have the same aged kids or the same interests or uh, other things like that. And I'm like, wow, this was an answer to prayer because we didn't know anyone really. And so it was we had peace about the decision, you know, and actually a couple of years ago, my word for the year was new beginnings. And that was when I broke my ankle and God actually pushed me to simplify. And he said, you gotta shed these layers that you have. You have to shut off some of these roles because you're not living in your purpose and you're not being able to follow your, follow your calling because you're so sinking busy. I mean, I hardly had time for my kids because I was so busy and I was homeschooling. So I don't know how I got it all done, but I did. But I didn't realize why that was happening until now. You know, this year, my word was 2020 vision. And I hashtagged my 2020 vision a lot. And again, hindsight is 2020. I had no idea what this year was going to be like or what that vision would be. I didn't plan on be moving or anything. But as I was shedding these roles, I realized nothing was really holding us there. So we could make this decision. Um, and you know, transition is hard. Like I said, we have to leave the gymnastics center that we grew up in. And the hardest, the other hardest part was leaving our friends and family and having to say goodbye to them. We have had our roots in Minnesota our whole lives. I mean, I only had a little stint that I went to college in Texas and vowed I'd never come back to Minnesota, but I did anyway for another 15 years, uh, because it's hard to leave. It really is. I feel like Minnesotans just like to stay there and, and it's hard because we have so many connections and so many roots. 
my family all lives within five to 10 miles of each other. And Josh's family does too. So we've been really close. And I feel like even just my family alone, we get, we've gotten closer and closer the older we get. Uh, So one of the hardest decisions we had to make was leaving our nephews and nieces, my parents, Josh's dad, our siblings, the boys would have to say goodbye to their grandparents, aunts and uncles and cousins. Leaving family is extremely hard. But we knew our move was right. And I've learned, I have learned something about tradition, uh, transition. And this is what I've learned. When you're called to change something, when you're called to move, when you're called to eliminate roles, when you're called to simplify, or whatever it might be, when you're called to transition, it feels right. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy because nothing good is ever easy. You can't have victory without a struggle and you can't win without a fight. But it does feel right and you have a peace in your heart about it, even if you don't know how it's all going to play out. Now, what's funny is, let's fast forward a little bit to our actual moving day. I don't know how many speed bumps we had on our moving day. And some of you might have already kind of heard the story. I've talked about it a little bit. I've blogged about it. But have you ever been in what feels like a movie? You just can't make the craziness up, but it just never seems to end. You know, movies are great because of all the speed bumps and the main character who has to plow through all of them to make it from the climax to the resolution. And that's exactly how our physical move from Minnesota to Colorado felt. We've been here about two weeks now, a little over two weeks. And in the midst, our plan was we were going to leave that day early in the morning. So we left on a Thursday, 5 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. is when it ended up being. And we were going to drive straight through so we could get here by about 7, Colorado time. And that was the plan. But our plans just don't work out. And actually, the first half felt really smooth. We had passed Lincoln, Nebraska, and we were feeling really good and everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, as we were leaving the gas state, one of the gas stations, I hit a bump, um, not going very fast or anything, but I hit a bump as we were going back onto the interstate and I felt something. And I'm like, I think something happened. So I called my husband and I said, I think, so, you know, I think we got to get our, uh, this fan checked out. There's just something going on with it. He's like, okay, whatever. And we just kept going. But all of a sudden I'm trying to put my foot on the gas and I'm hearing this noise that's not normal. And then it's not speeding up. I can't speed up any. So I'm going about 55 miles an hour and that's as fast as I can go. There's road construction right next to me. So we only have one lane. So everyone behind me is affected because I can't go fast. And it starts petering out. So all of a sudden I'm at 50 miles an hour. And then I'm at 45. And then I'm at 40. And I'm going, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What am I going to do? I'm freaking out because the exit is so far away from me or it feels so far away. And I call my husband and we're in the middle of Nebraska. So my service decides not to work. So I can't get a hold of him. He has no idea what's going on. And I do see him exit, so he must have seen that I got way far behind. But, man, it was so scary. My heart was pounding because I'm like, I have nowhere to turn off. There's nowhere to go if I don't make this exit. And by the time I got to the exit, I was at 30, maybe 30 miles an hour. And I'm just trying to get up this exit. 
and I'm turning, I try to turn right and my steering wheel jars up so I can't even turn it. And, but I get there and then there's a little gas station and I, as I turn into the gas station, my car stops. So I'm just like, whoa, you know, and that wasn't even the start of it. I mean, it was that. And then it took us forever to get hold of AAA. We were in the middle of nowhere. They couldn't figure out where we were. Uh, The tow truck drivers, a lot of them wouldn't take passengers in their cars because of COVID-19. And we're like, we, what else are we supposed to do? We can't all fit in the moving truck. There's no space. So we finally got a tow after a couple hours, but they had to tow us back 50 miles back to Lincoln and got us to an auto shop because that's the auto shop that would take us. And we realized it was going to be a night, so we had to stay in a hotel. And as we're getting to the hotel and we're about to turn left, Josh is in front of me with the moving truck and I'm in a loaner car from the auto shop. Thank goodness they loaned that to us. I, with my own eyes, see a bicycle and a car crash, like an actual collision. I've never seen, I've heard of bikers, you know, being hit by cars, but I've never seen it with my own eyes. And it was the scariest thing. The car was trying to turn right and was inching forward to see if he could, but there was a blind spot because there were bushes on the right and he couldn't see anything coming. And this biker just flew. I mean, going super fast, not stopping, didn't have the right of way because there was, I mean, I, I could tell that didn't have the walker. So he should have technically stopped to look and cross, look both ways before he crossed the street, right? But he didn't. So he didn't see the car either. And they just smacked into each other. And it actually affected the car. It had a lot of damage. And the guy went flying thankfully wearing a helmet. So he did get up. I think he was more in shock than anything. He might have some bumps and bruises and who knows, but man, that was scary. And it was even more scary because we're in the, we're about to turn left and there's a yellow blinking light. And I'm just in my head, I'm going, Josh, please don't. Cause I'm seeing this biker come. I see him and I, Josh, please don't turn left. Josh, please don't turn left. Thankfully he didn't, but if he did, he would have hit him too. And I'm going, oh my goodness, I have seen way too much for one day. It is time for bed. And so we get to the hotel and we go to bed. Well, kind of. I mean, we hang out for a little bit. And the next day, we find out that our car is going to be at least $3,000 because the whole motor was shot, the cooling system. I mean, it was a mess. And I knew that it was going to happen at some point. I mean, this car has... 250,000 miles on it. So, I mean, it's, it's served us well for years, but I just didn't want it to leave us right away. But we said, we cannot pay that. That's not going to work. So we junked it at the auto shop, earned $150, which paid for our rental, rented a van. And then we had to like Tetris everything from the old van to the rental. And that was work in itself because I mean, every little inch was taken And then we were on our merry way and we started and we were doing good. We had, I mean, we were halfway through the trip. So we had so much further to go. We had like eight hours to go and it was going smoothly. But here and there, I would see the, um, 
the moving truck in front of me sway back and forth. I mean, like big sway and I'm freaking out and I'd call Josh and go, can you feel that? Your whole moving truck is shaking. And he's like, yeah, I think it's just because of the wind because it's super windy right now. And so we just kept going and, you know, he would check the tires periodically as we stopped and everything looked fine. And all of a sudden, 40 minutes away from our destination, 40 minutes away from our destination, a tire blows on the moving truck and um, pieces fly back at us and the rental and thankfully nothing hit us, but freaked me out. I'm like, oh my gosh. And thankfully, I mean, it was the, the moving truck was fine. They got off to the side of the road, but we're on a busy highway. Now, again, we have no idea what to do. The budget shop is about to close in five minutes. So he gets on the phone with him and they have their own roadside assistance. So they're going to come help, but it might be a while. So he's like, you know, you just go home. You just get there with the other two younger ones. Ethan will stay with me. So we go and we make it there. We make it there. But it takes three hours for roadside assistance to get to Josh and Ethan to help fix the tire and bless them for fixing the tire. But in that time frame, it storms on them and it hails on them. And it's just, I mean, I can't, we can't make this up. Our move was crazy. But you know what? It's all an adventure, right? And we learned a ton of lessons along the way. I was actually documenting it the whole time. So I'd record every once in a while the feelings I had and different things. And I was talking about seasons and transition all before the van broke down. And, you know, we could have been frustrated or we could have made the decision that we weren't supposed to move at all. But my heart told me that something was trying to keep us from getting to Colorado, which actually means it's probably right where we were supposed to be. We all have a choice. And we have a choice to either be negative or to choose to be positive. And I fail a lot of the time and I end up choosing the negative. You know, much of the time I do wallow in my circumstances or thoughts, but I have found that when I'm intentional, I realize I can decide, as can you, to choose positive and to choose to look at the gratitudes of what is happening rather than to look at the circumstances themselves. And it's okay to wallow for a moment. It's okay to feel bad and to feel those emotions because those emotions are real. And that's okay. It's just learning tools to dig yourself out of those and to move forward. You know, things worked out for us and we could have been frustrated by it. And we were a little bit because it wasn't our plan. Our plan was to get to our new house in one day and in one piece. Thankfully, all of us were in one piece, but our cars were another story. But I'm thankful that we weren't in a rush and we didn't have anything that we actually needed to be there for. So we could take the extra time. I was thankful that no one was hurt. I mean, we didn't get in an accident in any of these three situations and they all were crazy situations. You know, when circumstances are bad, it's finding those things that are good and looking for the positive so that we don't wind up spiraling down into the negative because we get to choose the attitude we take on. We have a choice. 
we can choose to control our attitude. It doesn't mean we have no frustration. It means we have the tools in our belt to combat those frustrations when they come. One thing I was thinking about while I was driving and we encountered these three different obstacles is that obstacles come to teach us something. Really, the giants in our way are there to teach us something. And we have to make a decision if we're willing to learn. If we're going to wallow in our misery or if we're going to use it to propel us forward. I think everything can be a learning moment. I had no idea I was going to learn all these lessons as we traveled from Minnesota to Colorado, but I've gained many different insights and lessons along the way, and I'm choosing to use them. Instead of taking the negative spin, I'm using them as learning moments. Our trip is going to be a great memory. We'll be able to talk about it for years, and none of us will forget about it. I choose to use it. I choose to learn from it. Here's the thing. Here's the application. I know you had to listen to my story to get to here, but just hear me out. When you're called to move, do it. This could mean being called out of a role that you're currently in. This could mean simplifying your life and adjusting your schedule. Maybe you've just been too busy. It could mean switching jobs. It could mean physically moving like we did. It could even mean starting a business or writing that book that's been on your heart for years. But if God calls you to move, if he calls you to transition, then there's a reason for it. And choose to continue to walk that process out until the door shuts. You have to do what you're being called to do because it is right. And if you don't, you'll live with regret or you'll look back and question, why was I feeling that way? Or what would have happened if? None of us want to live with the what ifs. The what ifs are hard, right? And that is exactly where I was at. If we didn't do this, if we didn't move when we felt called to and we felt that it was right, I was going to look back and ask, what if we did that when? Because really, who knows if we would have ever moved otherwise in the coming years. So if you're feeling a stirring in your heart, not that you have to move states, but if you're feeling a stirring in your heart about something that you are called to do, or you're being called to move out of a role, or to simplify something, listen to that still, small voice. Listen to it and walk in it. And walk in it until the doors close. The doors are open, and if they remain open, it doesn't mean it is easy. It means they are open, and you need to continue walking in faith. Walk that move out and see what happens. So I hope that this message brought something to you today. I know a lot of it is our story and our move Uh, But I'm hoping our move can help somebody. And you might not have as many difficulties getting where you need to go as we did. But just know that anything that's good or worth it comes with some type of battle. It might be small. It might be internal. But there will be a battle that you have to face. But if it's right and you have peace about it, 
then continue in it because it is good. I would love to continue the conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts and where you've been called to move. And if we want to do that, if you want to come join the discussion and join the conversation, then head on over to our online community. It's called Red Hot Winners, and it's a free Facebook community, so anyone can join. Uh, But I just want to have it as a platform where we can share, we can continue this conversation on the podcast because it is a conversation, but it feels one-sided because it's just me talking. But I know that some of this is resonating with you, and I'd love to hear what that is. And I'd love to have it be a safe place to ask good questions and to formulate discussions about goal setting, about mindset and uh, positive thinking, about motherhood, about racing, just whatever it is that you want that safe place to be. I'll leave a link of it in the show notes, but it's called the Red Hot Winners Community and I'd love to have you in there. And just remember, I believe in you. Bye winner. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast and helping it reach the listeners who would love to add it to their library. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. If you're not a part of the free Red Hot Winners online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you go after your biggest goals. And we can continue today's conversation over there. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.